Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include my interview with MCT CEO Curtis Richens on ways BM Marketplace continues to evolve and disrupt the secondary mortgage marketplace, and rising treasury yields ahead of the FOMC meeting. With the yield on the risk-free 10-year treasury note hitting 3% for the first time since 2018 yesterday, you deserve some cutting-edge humor. Here you go. Two hats were hanging on a hat rack in the hallway. One hat said to another, You stay here. I'll go on ahead. In our lending business, some companies are thinking it is best to go on ahead with someone else. Garth Graham, senior partner at Stratmore, fresh off the planet home lending home point deal, fired off a note saying, in a market like this, we expect to see industry consolidation. Planet Home Lending is being opportunistic as being one of the first to seize scale benefits in the TPO space. Planet could double its market share in correspondent and likely be a top 5 or top 10 player this year. Management is taking advantage of the market dynamics in a way I expect to see others follow. The M&A market is very hot similar to the numbers from 2018. In 2018, there were 33 deals, then it started to drop as the market improved, and there were only 13 deals in 2020 during the COVID boom. Last year, we were up to 29 deals as the market softened, and this year will likely be over 40 with a large pipeline of active buyers and conversations with a lot of sellers, given the first quarter earnings performance from mortgage bankers. Deals can be put together in less than 90 days, like the Homepoint and Planet deal. The challenge is when the sellers wait too long to get started. I'd like to thank this week's podcast sponsor, MCT. MCT's BAM Marketplace is the world's first truly open loan exchange where buyers can bid regardless of approval status and sellers receive automated live pricing from every buyer on the platform. A revolutionary new era of maximized liquidity, eliminated barriers, and optimized execution is waiting for you. Join the vanguard of lenders reaping the competitive benefits of BAM Marketplace. Speaking of which, for today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show MCT President and CEO Curtis Richens. Mr. Richens is a respected banking executive experienced in international finance, marketing, risk management, and business operations. He's worked extensively in Western and Eastern Europe in addition to his U.S.-based mortgage banking experience. Mr. Richens is knowledgeable in all aspects of mortgage pipeline hedging and best execution loan sales. He's an active member and consultant to the mortgage banking community at national, state, and local levels, and was a founding partner of MCT and has served as its president since 2007. Let's start by saying what is BAM Marketplace functionally and strategically? Can you break it down for us? Sure, I'm happy to. Functionally, BAM Marketplace is an open electronic exchange where buyers and sellers of whole loans can transact. I think the word open is important here because what that means is that regardless of approval status, buyers can bid and sellers can commit their whole loan collateral uh, between each other. And strategically, BAM Marketplace is the culmination of MCT's longtime goal of quote unquote, pricing every loan to every investor. If you look back over time, historically, we see that the number of investors competing for loan collateral has increased fairly dramatically. I mean, if you go back 10 years, 
it was common to see our sellers best exiting between four to five investors. Go back five years and that number's risen to 10 to 12. Today, it's not uncommon for an MCT seller of whole loan collateral to collect prices from 20 plus investors. What BAM Marketplace will do, it will put this increasing pace of investors into hyperdrive. It'll probably double or triple that number within a year. So I wanted to ask you the original impetus for bringing BAM Marketplace to the industry and it's neat, but it seems like it's essentially a logical extension of the best X process. Can you talk kind of high level where it came to fruition? Uh, when it was a twinkle in your eye, how you got it from there to, to where it is now? <laughs> Great question. Uh, yeah, we have to go back in time a little bit to answer that question thoughtfully. Uh, so let's go back 10 to 15 years. Again, like I just said, it was typical for a whole loan seller to price their closed loan collateral between four to five buyers. And it was uh, there were price calculations or some bidding that began in about 2016, but it was a non-automated, a non-digital process. Basically, it happened on the phone and email. Now, uh, MCT's launch of its BAM platform, Bid Auction Manager, really revolutionized the bidding, the bid tape bidding process. Basically, what it did is it standardized and digitized this this auction process. And it was very welcomed by the industry. We saw 100% uptake by the correspondent investors over a period of months, 100% uptake uh, by all MCT sellers. And you know, now, given the efficiencies in this, this um, electronic auction process that BAM ushered in, it's normal. Again, the new normal is to see sellers collect bids from you know, upwards of 20 investors. Now, BAM Marketplace is an extension of this whole loan auction process. And it it extends beyond kind of just the universe of approved sellers and buyers. The impetus for this extension of of BAM to to BAM Marketplace was the start of the pandemic. If you you remember back to March of 2020, when there was a lot of uncertainty uh, about how the pandemic was going to evolve, there was a pretty serious market dislocation when aggregators, the aggregators effectively uh, stop bidding uh, on loans or really weren't putting anywhere close to a market price, effectively stranding a lot of our sellers who did not have agency outlets. MCT solution to this market disruption was to create a process within BAM to enable loan sale transactions between quote unquote unapproved buyers and sellers. So regardless of their approval status. And we, we do this by for the buyers, we automate the bid process for all the buyers, uh, which allows them to compete for all the loan sales, regardless of whether or not they're approved or not with the sellers. And we do this, we've created a, a process called the security spread commitment that enables the two parties to protect the relative value of the bid and bind them time to complete a mortgage loan purchase agreement for that particular loan or all loans going forward. But it was really the, you know, the, the dislocation caused by the pandemic that, that really required us to extend BAM to broaden the, the scope of transactions and, and bring more liquidity into, these, uh, into a, this marketplace. Yeah, you mentioned market disruptions. And for a lot of people in the industry, that's not a good thing to hear. But when we talk about disrupting the industry or being a disruptor when it comes to technology, that's a good thing. That's a great thing. And so I'd ask you, how do you feel like 
BAM Marketplace is currently disrupting the industry. You mentioned original. Originally, it had good adoption with 100% uptake among correspondent investors. How is it still relevant, useful, expanding, staying at the, the vanguard of uh, mortgage capital markets? Yeah, I think what BAM Marketplace will do is because it is an extension of the current auction process, which is so common for any lender that's hedging and, and selling loans into the secondary market, BAM Marketplace is going to bring more liquidity to the market. It's going to change the calculus of any institution that wants to buy loans through a correspondent channel. Now they can simply plug into a deal flow of loans. I mean, at MCT, we're auctioning loans every single business day. Uh, last month, I think we auctioned some 20 billion in loans. So if you break that down, you know, 20 work days a month, it's about a billion dollars a day that we're auctioning off. And any investor now, any would-be de novo investor who wants to participate and compete for those loans doesn't need to go out and hire a sales force now. All they need to do is plug in as an investor and start competing for loans. So I think it's going to bring, you know, it's going to expand the number of investors that participate in these auctions. And it's going to, so it eases their pathway towards securing that collateral And on the other side, you know, it brings more liquidity to the sell side. So, you know, we think that sellers here are going to get, uh, are going to get the best possible execution that's available. So in addition to more investors and more liquidity, what's the, what's a longer term vision for BAM marketplace? Are there new technologies within it or, or kind of high level where, how do you see it evolving? Yeah, right now it's constrained to agency product that MCT is hedging for its clients. I think in the next 12 months, we're going to expand beyond the agency product. We're going to see other types of loans um, trading on that marketplace. Specifically, we're going to see jumbo product. We're going to see non-agency or non-QM product. We're going to see scratch and dent loans and other um, other types of, of loans. So it'll it'll broaden that way. And for the future, I, I, I think what we'll see in our industry is that in nationally, there will be one, two, maybe three um, large scale auction venues, electronic auction venues, where uh, loans are priced for market to market, they're priced for best X uh, purposes, and it'll be venues for buyers and sellers to meet. I think BAM Marketplace is, you know, um, it probably is the largest exchange right now, given the volumes that we're running through. But I think we're in the early innings here as well. I think it's going to be uh, much bigger. It's going to be much broader. And again, I think it'll be one of a f- select few whole loan exchanges where these transactions occur for our industry. Let's close with a question that I like to ask all CEOs I have on the podcast because I find it very interesting personally. Who do you go to for advice? Where do you go for advice? Yeah, I saw that question and I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm, one, uh, I'm one who doesn't seek uh, input from just one or two people. I try to talk to as many people as I can uh, throughout our organization and outside of MCT Orbit. And I've got a network of trusted friends and colleagues and um, other business associates that um, I don't hesitate to talk to on on any subject. So 
Um, it's not one person. It's really more a collection of people, a lot within MCT, but also a lot with outside, outside of MCT. Dang, you started that answer by saying, I don't seek. And I thought the second half of that sentence was going to be advice from anyone. I know exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. What? I, I wish I was that confident, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure there are CEOs out there that are, but I, I think it says a lot about about you and about MCT that you're constantly striving for improvements. I want to thank you for making the time and coming on and talking to me. I thought this was great. All right. Take care, Robbie. We saw a sell-off to open the week in nothing more than preparation for today's and tomorrow's Federal Open Market Committee meeting. When the Fed is expected to deliver its biggest hike in two decades at 50 basis points. Balance sheet reduction pace and timing is also a big question mark moving forward. In terms of second-tier economic stats, the April ISM Manufacturing Index decreased from March to its lowest level since July 2020, but still posted the 23rd consecutive month of expansion for the manufacturing sector. Manufacturing activity is being held back by COVID issues abroad, ongoing supply chain problems, inflation pressures, and labor constraints that have made it challenging to satisfy demand, which is ironically detracted from demand. Total construction spending increased 0.1% month-over-month in March, missing expectations as the figure declined from February. On a year-over-year basis, total construction spending was up 11.7%, but there isn't much strength in spending activity in either the private or public sectors. Today's economic calendar doesn't have anything major, just Redbook same-store sales, March factory orders, and Zoltz job openings. The first day of the two-day FOMC meeting will also get underway in Washington, D.C., the desk will conduct two operations for up to $2.08 billion, targeting 30-year 3.5% through 4.5%. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better by about an eighth, and the 10-year yielding 2.96 after closing yesterday at 3%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. An elderly couple went to breakfast at a restaurant where the senior special was two eggs, bacon, hash browns, and toast for $1.99. Sounds good, the woman said, but I don't want the eggs. Then I'll have to charge you $2.49 because you're ordering a la carte, the waitress warned her. You mean I'd have to pay more for not taking the eggs? She asked incredulously. Yep, stated the waitress. I'll take the special, she replied. How do you want your eggs? Raw and in the shell, she exclaimed. <laughs> so she took the two eggs home. Thanks again to this week's podcast sponsor, MCT and Spam Marketplace, the only loan exchange where sellers can receive bids from unapproved buyers. Through MCT's proprietary security spread commitment methodology, MCT firmly holds its position as the gold standard in best execution and moves one step closer to the ultimate goal, when every loan can be priced by every investor. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.